Episode 3 A Glance into the Mind Abyss Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Boji Talks. This episode I myself find it very interesting. Uh, it's a little clear soup to your conscience. In this episode I talk about how a brain can be stretched to its true potential by asking the right questions and what are some things our brain contemplates but cannot understand fully. The brain looks like frozen yogurt with nerves on it. This one time I was watching the Discovery Channel when I was young, probably 3rd or 4th grade. I saw how the brain worked. Okay, mind you, till that time I just thought the brain was just a bag of brain fluids. Dima, kadai, that's, that's all I ever thought it was. So I'm watching this and I see these neurons firing, each having no notable pattern, just random fireworks. The parts of the brain glowing up, the brain activity, that was that was very fascinating. To be completely honest, after I learned about the brain's true capabilities, I started believing less and less in what the heart wants. I started believing in logic and analysis. What the heart wants is basically your brain telling you what the heart wants. I'm not saying I wasn't a drama queen, but then at times of distress, I can say that I've made some very logical decisions that would dishearten a lot of people. People search answers for questions made up in their heads. You know how they really arrive at it? It's an extended corollary. If variable A is right, assuming A is equal to B, then B is also right. That's what we were taught in maths, right? So what people don't understand here is that we are living in a construct made by the human brain. A construct so complex, we haven't a faintest clue where the head's at and where's the tail at. But I can tell you that these, uh, this construct is made up of several minds. An involuntary collection of hive minds. Why do you think the majority always have a say in everything? It's a construct. That's how people agree on things. They will only disagree until proven wrong. It's also the reason why we get swayed by people trying to sell their ideas. We feel it's wrong, but the rights are proven, so you go with it. The hive mind agreed on a currency that will find things, people and services worthy. The hive mind put a price on it. People find peace in their mind palace. They find memories, treasured moments, sometimes glimpses of their past. Others have visions, deja vu scenarios, epiphanies. This can't really be happening from one source device, can it? Can our mind figure the questions tangent to our existence? Can our mind really answer these two priceless questions? Why we are here and what is our purpose? I'd like to believe every organism that evolved after being multicellular developed a conscience and asked exactly these questions to itself. 
Every time it figured out a tiny piece of the answer, it evolved into something better. Deviating in time. In this segment, I'd like to talk about how the brain interprets time. Now, apparently, a dream lasts for about two seconds. This was recorded in reference to the brain activity recorded while the subject was asleep. I don't remember where I saw it, but then I did, or maybe I read about it, I don't know, but I can vouch for it. That actually got me thinking, okay, time is actually quantitative. Because, as we see, it behaves differently in two recorded situations. The time we experience right now, and while we're dreaming. And one thing that history has taught us is anything quantitative can be accounted for. Meaning time was an entity as much as the gases and masses that started off with the Big Bang, right? And as of now, we're putting every resource to use, exploiting it and using it to the bone. Don't you think we need to use time resourcefully as well? Now, here's the thing. I am trying to incorporate time management here. I made it a little interesting, that's all. Because again, if we use time efficiently, we can actually harness time. It all comes down to answering new questions. If it's made up, don't get upset. It's good that it's made up because your imagination always succeeds reality. Your imagination is one step ahead of reality. That's all. The transition of sounds to words. A very important aspect of an organism is communication. That's how the hive mind grows. Now allow me to explain you how humans went from making sounds to words. Just one sentence, deviation in their tones. Sounds have a thin line running uh, connected to emotions. How it was accepted, what would be an appropriate cry moan, whisper, as a response or initiation of conversation. This developed in time. It developed slowly. We were emotional even before we were vocal. Even before our vocal cords were fully developed, we broke down cries of sounds into feelings, into words, into letters. We started rearranging letters into different words, rearranging words into different feelings. That is where the magic began. The magic began when we started putting them into sentences, poetry, verses. And just as we thought we had found God in the ways of communication, people went and hid their feelings. They suppressed their emotions, started listening to politicians instead of poets. There's grace in that as well. You just need to look closer. Emotions. A very important component of the mind abyss. So many emotions undiscovered. 
Have you noticed that the more evolved part of the ecosystems have comparatively more emotions to choose from? It's stating the obvious, but emotions are basically a factor that affects the brain in making decisions, right? You make decisions accounting numerous factors, accounting moral factors as well. How it would affect the hive mind, whether you would be okay with that, and whether you would be willing to learn from the results of your decisions. The only reason different people would react to situations differently is because of their emotional constitution. There's no other reason because everyone are built to form a herd, an entity for the hive mind. You have the power to dissociate from it, change the thought process of the hive mind, modify it only if you're willing to change the mind adjacent to yours in the hive. That's a start. I'd like to bring this segment to a conclusion by saying that your mind hasn't fully been unlocked yet. Heck, you haven't even seen enough doors to unlock. The only way you do that is by not settling with what you have. Dream, close your eyes and glance at the universe locked inside your mind. Find something new in your mind abyss. And on that note, I'd like to bring the third episode of our podcast to an end. Thank you for listening to Bojesh Talks. I would love comments and feedbacks from you. Find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. This is Bojesh Acharya.